2: Learn more at Marines.com.
3: What has Marcus meant to this franchise, and how difficult was the the decision?
4: Yeah, I mean, really hard. Um, I I said this at the start of um, the summer. I I thought that we needed to balance our roster and make sure that we looked at the best ways to do that, Um, and that meant that we were going to likely... Lose a really, really, really good player. You know, as far as Marcus, um, you know, as I told him, you know, when he got here, we were 25 and 57 the year before. And, you know, the greatest legacy that you can leave, right, is to be someplace and it's better off because you were there. You know, I think that everybody here feels that way. I think that he will always be appreciated and um, thought of so fondly here for any number of reasons. Obviously, everybody loved the way that he plays. And how hard he plays but also his work in the community and we're all really grateful to have had marcus in our life for as long as we've had and you know are sad to see him go but know that he's going to have a huge impact on that really good memphis team so very difficult um very difficult conversations really hard to do he'll, he'll always have boston for sure right And i mean i think that boston really appreciates him and certainly i do and he knows we'll do anything for him but it was hard
2: All right, we're back, boys. It's a brand new episode of the Cosmic Street Podcast, all season edition of the Cosmic Street Podcast. I am Joseph Pavone. Jerome Pavone's here. Sean Dutra's here. And uh, we're just going to talk about the last six weeks, I guess. <laughs> I mean, we got nah. Marcus Smart, no longer a member of the Boston Celtics. Uh, I know Sean is still pretty broken no! up that. I'll give him the floor later. Uh, <laughs> Chris Passport-Ziggins uh, is the newest member of the Boston Celtics. something. I know there's a couple of players that came after him, but this is a brand new era and I'm going to still call him the newest member of the Celtics team because uh, it's obviously significant, you know, something bringing in someone like Porzingis. We'll tell you all about that. Uh, I know you've heard about it, but we got our takes on it, damn it. And uh, <laughs> plenty more as well, including uh, who the Celtics going to be inviting this week for a workout. Two free agents that the Celtics uh, have a chance to sign – as there are still two Ross's spots left. I don't know if they'll sign both of these guys, but it's a good chance they'll sign one of them. And we'll take our trip around the NBA with Joel in case you missed it on this brand new episode of the College of Sheep podcast. And with that being said, Joel, fresh off uh, paternity leave. <laughs> welcome back. Welcome back, bro. Thanks, bro. How's my, how's my niece? How's my niece doing? What's going uh, you know on? What's the
1: word? What's the latest? Yo. She's, she's growing. <laughs> She's, she's growing, no man. She's about to go. She's about to go to school in a couple weeks, bro. What are you talking about? She's she's, she's oh, walking. She's walking it. and everything. <laughs> nah, man, but she's pretty.
5: She's,
1: she's pretty damn close. I miss
2: so much. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a bad uncle. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: she's school. She's enrolled already. She's about to go to first grade, yo. Know. She's gonna skip preschool, kindergarten, and all that. Just go straight to grade one. No
3: shit. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> a lot all can right, happen, so happen so in six minutes. We got
5: right. a genius going.
1: Nah, yo, uh, yo man, she's doing, she's doing great. She's uh, lifting her head already, you know, scoping the, scoping the scene. She'll be crawling real soon. She's doing good, getting big, and um, I can't, I can't complain. All blessings over here.
3: Well, now I'm a little disappointed that she's not going to the first
1: grade. So all <laughs> of this is cool, but you know, she's right on, right on schedule. <laughs> <laughs> yeah Bye You lied man You're I know I'm sorry it. man I just you know I thought I'd make it interesting Jeez. But like they say uh, you, gotta, you gotta take advantage Of the moment I can't just be like Oh yeah I can't wait for her To go to school Like, Nah man I'm, I'm good where she's at right now <laughs> In terms of Yeah you got uh, you Week got 7 a, You
3: got a good You got a good five years bro yeah. You're good You gotta yeah.
1: And I've been told by Many 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 Parents It goes by quick So I'm in no rush
2: <laughs> So how many times You use that line you can just tell it's been recycled so many times. You oh, no, no, man. I don't, I don't feel... I'm the father of a five-year-old over here. <laughs> Yeah,
3: does it go by quick? I don't know. Yeah, when people force, like, memories down your throat, and you're like, oh, this was three <laughs> years ago. I'm like, all right. Yeah, that seems like it was a little less than three years ago, but Jordan's fucking five, so actually makes a lot so every, of sense, you know? So
1: every day's the same? Gotcha, John. <laughs> so everything <Yeah>. is... Uh... <laughs> It's just, just, just dandy, right? Huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I, mean yeah, I, know, I was, you know, looking at her. Like, and then
2: one day you drop them off at kindergarten, and you're like, whoa, it's been five
1: years. Yeah, no, I was looking at her, her like, when she was just born, pics, and up to, like, now I'm like, oh, she's changed a lot in, like, back in, you know, seven weeks or so. Yeah,
5: great. Yeah,
3: yeah. Babies, you know the thing about babies? They always are growing. That's the thing about babies. You
5: know? That's true.
3: Yeah. That, that sounds about right. Yeah. right. Unless you got a Benjamin Button baby and I ain't going to you know. <laughs> I was
1: I was <laughs> expecting re- I was expecting the babies are babies because they're babies.
2: Because they're babies. That is <laughs> oh, also true. Man, if, you, if you said that you weren't going to be able to get the last line out would be like alright what that be? <laughs> alright. <laughs> moving on. <laughs> well it looks like Sean's a good experience. Uh, I mean what, what's it been what did I say six weeks? Yeah, yeah been about, about six, six weeks, weeks since uh, Marcus Smart was traded to the Memphis Grizzlies. Part of a three team deal uh, that that where the Southerners landed, Chris Dasport Zingas now. Uh, the initial report that came out that night was, of course, that the, the framework included, initially included the Los Angeles Clippers, right? Uh Clippers wanted a, uh, a physical from Malcolm Brogdon and they didn't have enough time. So this pivoted to the Memphis Grizzlies, and as you guys know, the rest is history. Marcus Smart, uh, now a member of the Memphis Grizzlies. He's already rocking the uh, practice team, he's already putting himself out there on social media. When, meanwhile, Celtics fans find out that Christos Porzingis will be entering a program uh, that will keep him sideline for four to six weeks with foot problems. Folks, how concerned are we? I mean, uh, he's not going to be able to play in this FIFA tournament. Uh, I think a lot of Celtics fans were kind of low-key hoping that was the case. But uh, uh, a foot injury before he can even put on a Celtics uniform officially? Does this concern you guys? What do you guys think?
1: First off, there's... um. Many that have said since the trade, well, you know, it's 50-50 when it comes to, uh, I'm still gonna call him Porzingis cause that's what we've been calling him over the last, you know, his whole career pretty much.
2: <laughs> no, no, no. It's not, it's not we, this is Sean, okay? <laughs> maybe you have, I don't, I don't, <laughs> don't say that, I don't say that shit, but
3: maybe you do. Maybe. Name, so. You know, poor Zingis. <laughs>
1: uh, Chris Tops? All right, we'll go with Chris Stops. here uh, has missed uh, quite a few games in his career, right? And let me many- say real
2: quick, though? Yeah. Sean, you always said a name like that, but I, I can't remember. Mom, maybe you did mention it back in, like, 2015 or 16 or something like that. But outside of that, I can't remember you even mentioning the idea of this guy wearing a Southern uniform. But then again, around that time when he was a rookie, or well, the first couple of years, We were saying almost every single popular name out there, you know, deserves to put with Southern uniform on, right? Maybe maybe he doesn't count.
3: Pretty sure there was a time when there was, like, trade rumors, and it was, like, I think Porzingis was, like, the bottom, the floor of, like, hey, we got, like, these four things, and, like, oh, you're going to try to get Porzingis, right, and see what happens, so... It was definitely thrown around, and we we shat on Porzingis literally right before the draft saying how every decision that he's made in his professional career has gone wrong.
1: (laughs) Uh, Talk about timing, huh?
3: Yeah, that was literally (laughs) like four days before this fucking trade
1: happened. (laughs) Then we
3: just decided not to podcast ever again.
1: (laughs) Well, well, to our credit, well, at least and it, when it comes to to me, uh, you know, my daughter was born literally a couple of days after that. I didn't have time to really like process it. Oh yeah, <laughs> you, know? Excuse, you know? <laughs> oh, you yeah. didn't see this one coming, Sean? I saw this coming six weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> so, so no. But going back to what I was saying, like for those that say, like, well, you know, Smart has missed, you know, quite a few games over his like the last like few years as well. And it's like, yeah, but nobody was paying. Or the Celtics weren't paying Smart thirty six million dollars. <laughs> and and, and giving a, a, a an extension so we're talking now for the next potential three seasons here in Boston 90 90 million dollars right let's let's get that out of the way right and then no and no one asked smart to be no one said that smart is as a, as, as, a, as a an all-star right no one's saying that smart is part of this big 3 when it comes to uh the Celtics going forward here so with that being said um, and now with this injury this new injury um, At first, when there was, like, rumors that uh, he wasn't going to play or he was just, like, practicing with uh, his the, the, his national team, and, and even they were like, nah, it's all bullshit. Like, he's not injured. Like, <laughs> don't worry about it. And then when yeah, the Celtics, like, reported, bullshit. when the Celtics reported, then I almost was just like, did the Celtics just say, all right, man, you're just not going to play? It's cool. Don't play in the FIBA, you know, FIBA World Cup. We've been through this already before. Obviously you know Gallinari wasn't again not getting paid 36 mil but point being everyone's calling the Celtics or a lot of people calling Celtics now the, the a new big 3 right i don't like it but it is what it is so now fast forward to to this injury i don't know like i'm not as shocked because it's when the trade happened it's like all right it's 50-50 like it's going to look it's going to look like Brad is a genius if he has uh, the best season of his career, and he plays a certain amount of games that he he normally doesn't play. But now that he's off to this four to six weeks, I don't know. I'm just like, all right, Let's see if he's ready by training camp, at least.
3: Nah, man. I think this whole thing is bullshit. (laughs) I mean, I, I, I think Brad was so hard to get Porzingis on this team, he fucking panicked and didn't give a fuck. And Gave away a guy that you're going to miss this year. Marcus Smart is an invaluable piece of this team. You don't get to the amount of Eastern Conference finals and finals that you've got to in the past four years without Marcus Smart being on this team. You just fucking don't. You don't. It's a fact. And how bad of a negotiator, and I am I love Brad Stevens, but this is a horrible fucking trade. How bad of a negotiator do you have to be to get called out that the piece that you're trying to send needs to get a physical. Did we get a fucking physical on Porzingis? <laughs> like, we got this motherfucker in. Injury-prone ass dude. There was a We're- deadline,
1: Sean. There was a deadline.
3: Right. So then, yo. So instead, of the Clippers, of all fucking teams, the Clippers are like, Yo, fuck oh. LA,
1: by the way. Fuck the Clippers, but go ahead.
3: We, we, we like this deal. We like Brogdon, but can we just get a physical? And, like, we can't. They're like, well, then we don't want him. Instead, Boston's sitting there like, "Oh, Porzingis played a career high fifty-two fucking games last year, whatever the fuck it was." Low at doesn't never, and then immediately injured, and boom! <laughs> Guess what? You gave away the heart and soul of your team. You're gonna feel it this year. You're you're basically, and I'm a gambler as well, but you are gambling. <laughs> you don't say <laughs> a lot. You are giving away a short thing, and you know what you're gonna get from Marcus Smart every single day. You know. Uh, there's gonna be, he's never gonna lose you a playoff series. He's always gonna be there, uh, when it, when it actually matters. He's, he's defensively one of the best, one of the best, if not the best defensive guard in the league. And you get a guy in Porzingis and you keep a guy like Brogdon who I am nearly certain that you're gonna see Porzingis and Brogdon in the same game. Less than fifty percent of the time in the regular season, they're they're injury prone, just high ceiling, wicked low floor players, and I just don't know if that's what you need around Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum right now. So- I mean,
1: yeah, I, I I agree with with what you what you're saying. I, I see what you're saying, but like you know. Memphis came out of nowhere. It was just like, oh, we hear you wanna fucking you need a third team to make this this Porzingis trade come through. Hey, guess what? We'll we'll be the third team, but we don't want Brogdon because apparently he's damaged goods. We want we want
3: fucking yes, Marcus no. Smart. Then you say, no,
2: we don't want you to be a third
3: team. Like, get the fuck nah, out of
2: here. That was a backup plan though. You know that was something that was discussed. I mean, for the Memphis Grizzlies to come in the way they did, I mean, that's not something you just put together in the final hour. And again, we have to remember that the reason why we're saying the final hour this isn't a trade deadline we're talking about, right? We're talking about the deadline for Porzingis. For I uh, almost said that fucking thing the way you guys said it. Uh <laughs> They're waiting for. They're waiting for the deadline for his option because the last thing they wanted to do is opt out of this current deal because they didn't pay
3: paying more money. So I want to. I want you when you get in front of Brad Stevens for the first time. I want you to ask him. <laughs> is I want you to just ask bluntly. Did you get a physical before you traded for Porzingis, or did you wait to give the physical until you signed the extension? Because I am—I—I I, I just don't get how this deal, even if it was going to be like, um, you know, it sort of popped up, uh, it leaked on the la- on what at five p.m. Right? So who knows what happened before that, right? Like, did they have Porzingis in? Did they go through all the physical? Did they, or did they just feel confident in what happened and then? I don't know, man. Like, I just feel like if L.A. is is smart enough to ask for a physical for Brogdon and we didn't ask for a physical for Porzingis and now Porzingis is hurt, like, that seems like the biggest okey-doke you could take, man. Like, you just got work <laughs> over. You brought on damage goods. You couldn't give away your damage goods for it, so instead you gave away the former defensive player of the year because you're stuck in a point where, well – we sort of need Porzingis now because we've already tried to make a trade. How bad is it going to look if we can't make this trade? And then no one's going to want these pieces that we have in this like.
1: And if you're and if you're I, Brogdon, I like if you're Brogdon, apart. how are you feeling if you're fucking Malcolm Brogdon right now? Which he, and he and he, and even his injury is kind of up in the air. Like, does he need surgery or is he holding off on surgery if he's going to uh, get traded? If you
3: if you're brought you're getting, you're waiting till the season starts and then you're just going to get your surgery and sit <laughs> out for fucking six to eight weeks and be good by the trade deadline and then be like, hey, I'm ready to come back. Like, he's doing, I don't care.
1: He, he's doing the Scotty Pippen thing. Like, I got injured on company time, so I'm going to, yeah, you know, yeah, he's doing
3: his own fucking thing. <laughs> yep. I, I mean, I would, I would.
1: So I don't know. As, of, as it stands right now, in my opinion, uh, whatever, pending on any, uh, Signings or any more trade between now and training camp. I don't think the Celtics have gotten better than they were the day they got knocked out by the Heat. I don't know how you feel about that. If you feel the same way, Trump.
3: I feel like and, and don't don't sleep on the Grant Williams loss too.
1: You mean no, you mean just for second round draft picks? You didn't like I'm that.
3: Say, I'm, I'm just I'm just saying you're t- you're asking if they got better or worse.
1: No, no, I'm I'm no i I don't think they got better at all.
3: That's what I mean, yeah, okay. but like you, you got to throw Grant Williams is gone.
1: Yeah, essentially, you got rid of Smart and, and 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 Grant for for, for Porzingis, right? right? That's that's what it looks like right now on paper.
3: I, I I'll, I'll put it this way: I want to like Porzingis, I want to so bad. I want to. And, and see here him. I thought
1: you was a Porzingis guy.
3: I I I've been a Porzingis guy, but never once would I have traded Marcus Smart for Porzingis. I uh, never would have done that trade ever, 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 ever in my life. So, we're here now. So, that's just where we're at. And uh, I think, are they better? I think that... Uh, so, okay. The way I'll answer this question is, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown will be better next year. So, are we better? I think that by the end of the year, we'll be a better team because there's going to be a lot of I think, you know, there's just going to be a lot of moving pieces, but my, I mean, there's glaring issues when you're talking about front court depth. Our top three front court people are Porzingis, who can't stay healthy, Robert Williams, who can't stay healthy, and Al Horford, who's 76, 77 years old, uh, t- holding down the front court. So we're relying on those three.
1: That's not a, that's not a fair assessment, man. He's, he's, he's 37.
3: That's those are the three that we're relying on to be our front court depth. I just don't know how that is. And you lose a point guard. And like, I love Jordan Walsh as a draft pick. I think he's going to be contributing, but a lot is riding on the Derek White's. Like, a lot is riding on Derek White this year. Um, right. Obviously, Tatum and Brown hopefully get better. They improve. If that happens, it almost doesn't matter, but you just, there's so, I feel like you introduce way more question marks. It's sort of more of a, we knew what we had. We knew what we could get to. And we knew if we moved one piece around, we could probably get over that hump. And instead, they tore it down, brought some things in. And historically, since Celtics have been doing that over the past 10 years, it really hasn't worked. So we'll see. Yeah, I think
2: on paper they're better. I mean, I, I really do. But again, we have to wait and see how this how this all plays out. I mean, obviously the injury concerns from Porzingis is legitimate. Obviously the the, the point guard duties. I mean, how Derek White responds to that. But I, like like you guys said, I mean, Tatum and Brown. I, I think they have another step in them, right? They can. Right. I, I think I think they they they, they get better. You know, Jalen Brown. Uh, got the bag and I think he's going he's gonna to do his best to back that up I, I love the fact that during, well among a, a few things but um for the most part I loved how you know the first few minutes into his press conference before signing that contract he's talking about stepping things up on the defensive end of the floor and I'm like that's that's great I would love to see that I, I think that's a big part of his game I also like to see uh, a basketball on his hands at all times so he can work on his handles but I mean I'll take the defense for now but I just think you also have to remember the kind of problems that the Miami Heat presented for the Celtics, right? Whether it was being laden in, and in, in, uh, defending the paint, making those stops, or making things difficult, rather, on the offensive end, right? Having a guy who can stretch the floor but also can can grab your rebounds, create second chance opportunities, 20 plus point score, uh, a guy who's, who's coming off some of his, one of his better years of his career in Porzinga. So I, I get it. I get why. You know, Brad Stevens is such a Porzingis guy. He always has been, even when he was a head coach, he was. because of yeah. the problems that Porzingis presents to opposing teams. But we have to see how this whole thing plays out. I mean, how, how does it, how does it all come together? You know, can they, does this strengthen them mentally, right? I think that was a, another big part of what went wrong against the Miami Heat, especially when the Celtics found themselves down 3-0. You know, that, a lot of that had to do with just, just, mental toughness and, and, and them trying to figure that out. Now, you take you take a lot of that toughness out of the lineup when you trace someone like Marcus Smart, right? I mean, Grant Williams also gave a little bit of that off the bench. I think you can make up for that. However, how this team transformed into uh, more of a team that we saw in 2022, I, I think has helped you with that. He's got to be healthy, of course, but also these guys have to step up. I mean, it's a mental thing here, and that's, that starts in entertainment, Brown. I mean, when I said at the top that this is the final chapter, in my opinion, or at least this is a new chapter with Porzingis in the mix, I don't think this is a long chapter. I really don't. And I might be in a minority here, but I, I don't. I just don't see, you know, Jalen finishing out that contract, uh, you know, after Tatum gets his max deal next year or maybe a couple of years down the road. I mean, put it this way. I, I'm looking at this thing as like a three-year window for these guys to get a championship. And then from that point, we'll see what happens. But I, I do think it is that kind of a window. I mean, no team has even done this whole having two Supermax guys on the same roster as the others about to attempt. Uh, re, you know, re-signing Porzingis is big as well. I think he took a, a bit of a pay cut, if you ask me, with that $60 million two-year, $60 million deal. And that's good, right? But also, um, yeah, I mean, what he does on the floor means a lot. I mean, being that third guy and mastering that and, and and my hopes would be being the best third option in the NBA. And I think he does have a chance to do that, but it starts and ends with the leaders, right? It starts and ends with the uh, with, with Jason Tatum and, and, and Jalen Brown. And, you know, that third guy who's always been, you know, the unofficial captain, quote-unquote, and Marcus Smart is not there anymore. So you, you wonder how they respond.
1: Yeah, and one thing I want to add to that is um, that's probably what a lot of what went into that decision to pull the trigger on the on that deal was, you know what, I'm pulling off this Band-Aid. And, you know, that it's not going to just be uh, uh, Smart taking – uh, accountability for when Jason and, 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 and Jalen ha- need to step up or when, the, you know, uh, the vocal guy in the locker room now is, now it's up to them to, to, to to, right. to, to essentially like, you know, rally up the troops, so to speak, and, 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 and not just, you know, I'm not gonna say like pass the buck, but not just like, like alright, you know, Smart has no problem saying what he's gotta say, right? But now it's, he's not in the locker room anymore, so it can't be, well, 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 it's, it's on smart or it's on whoever. No, it's them too. That's, that's, that's what I think we're, 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 Brad is at. Like, like it's, it's, it's them, it's for them to take that next step or final step, however you want to look at it, to, to finally get over that hump and not just make it back to the finals, but actually win the damn thing.
3: Yeah. I mean, if I, I think if you, if the, sway, like what, what you said real quick about Porzingis being the best third option in the league, easily, easily the best third option in the league, but, will he play like that's the thing <laughs> like yo like that's that's like that's what i
2: keep coming back to like
1: <laughs> like we, are we gonna are we is gonna be a situation so this
2: whole thing this whole thing is about his injury that that, that so if he's healthy you're you're fine with the deal just like, if he if
3: he so it's not just his injury right now Sway. it's his injury no no no. i mean in
2: general like you you're afraid he's just not gonna he's not gonna last like he's gonna yeah like, like in, yeah. in june he's gonna be in street clothes Exactly. Yes, I, like Ken long season. Like
3: if if some, if, but seriously, for a guy like Prozianus, if if if, uh, if something happens in January, you ain't seeing a motherfucker till October, bro. That's
2: that <laughs> kind of guy. Hey, hey, hey you Sean, you're pretty to the choir, man. I don't even want to see this guy playing 50 games. I'm not exaggerating. I do not want him to play 50 games. But, yeah, that's, man, but that's, but
1: that's, but that's, that's another question that, that, that but, I'm, I, that I'm asking in, in this situation. Is it going to be a, a load management thing like you did with, with, yeah. with Al? Is it going to be yes. a load management thing like what you do with, 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 with Rob? And now, now with, Pursing. so your three main guys in the front court, like you're, how are you, that's how are you going to load I manage those three game. dudes? How are you going to load manage those three dudes at the same time? You can't, you oh, no, can't,
3: no. you can't load manage Robert. Okay. You, Al Warford has
2: earned load, load management.
3: Low yeah,
2: man. you but about to say what I was just about to say. Like, no, no, this this Rob thing, this ends now. Like, this ends this year. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, the highlights of him this in shit ends some now. gym, in, in some high school gym in New Orleans or whatever, or wherever in yeah. Louisiana, yeah, sure, give me more of that. Like, stay in that gym because this is the first time in his entire career that that you, you're you seeing him in the gym and it's, it's not even, you know, August, right? I mean, the video came out in July. Like, that's huge. I love that because I don't want this to be a whole nother year where oh it's just raw being the same old raw. no 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 he's gotta really take things to another level here. And and what I mean by that is
3: just being available. Yeah, yeah Rob take it to another level and Porzingis has to play. He yeah, has to, but right. then you got the then you, you got the conundrum you like you got
1: the conundrum like who starts? Is it is it is it Williams or is it or is it Horford? Is it some nights gonna be either I think, either or or I don't know what I'm saying. I,
3: I think I think if you're gonna load manage Horford he comes off the bench. I think Well, that makes I sense. mean,
1: but the load management for him is—we already know it's back to backs. That's what it is. That's what it like about
2: fourteen games this season. Yeah. yeah so, back-to-back. so with that,
1: with that, and but what happens when there's a back to back and one of those two Porzingis and Williams is out already?
3: Yeah. So then the, I think I think you're gonna see. Al Horford get the back to back treatment and probably a little bit of extra and hope that Robert Williams and Chris Porzingis can stay healthy cuz literally as you if you if you take Robert Williams and you take Al Horford and Porzingis off the team you legitimately have wings and guards that's that's all like Blake Griffin is your biggest guy and if you're counting on Blake to play meaningful minutes at any point during the season
1: We're fucked. So well, we don't even know if he's even coming back. But yeah, I got you. (laughs) Well, is he not? Oh, he's not even signed.
3: Yeah. So there's literally (laughs) only way.
1: You got you forgot you forgot your your boy Luke Luke the Hornet. Don't even (laughs) your face right now. Like, are you serious?
3: (laughs) I'm just saying, like that that's brutal. That's brutal. It's brutal. It's brutal. It's a very brittle front court. And I know that front court isn't the isn't the craziest thing in the world, but
1: yeah, I just think yeah, you I go think up, you right go up now against, the, the bench is a go, little weakened, but yeah, I get what you're saying.
3: You go up against Bam Adebayo in a playoff series, and you roll out Luke Cornett and Al Horford, supposed to be stopping him 48 minutes. That's not gonna work, man. I mean, not nothing,
1: nothing, nothing, like you know, Horford. On the offensive end, just he just ran out of gas. Back to back, you know, seven game series on the offensive end, like you know, he 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 had to play more in the in the middle than 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 any other big man that the Celtics had. Even more so than than than, than Robert Williams. Robert Williams, you know, wasn't Robert Williams for most of the playoffs.
3: Yeah, I, yeah, no. Yeah. Well, that's been every single playoffs that Robert Williams been a part of. has been a Celtic. <laughs> He was who he was, if you if you actually really
2: think about it. <laughs> Playoff Rob.
1: <laughs> oh man.
2: Alright, well we'll see what happens, man. I mean, look, we're not that far from training camp and, and all that good stuff and you know, everyone saying the old uh what they did in the off season and how they want to approach the upcoming season and all that. But when it comes down to it, man, that's what uh that's what everyone's gonna be having in their eyes on, man. KP, how this whole thing plays itself out because Let's face it. Last year's disappointing finish not only left a, uh, a a bad taste in all the Celtics fans, but it also pissed them off to see, or at least a good chunk of those fans, to, to see Marcus Smart get traded. Not too, not you know, not long after that. And and I, look, I, I really do believe that it, it was something that Brad thinks is best for his team. He had to shake things up, and it has a lot to do with the Miami Heat. I, I really do believe that. I, I think he was trying to find ways to add a weapon that could disrupt. What the Miami he you know, were doing in that series. And I think Porzingis does a lot of that. Um, you know, when you look at his game and you look at the last five or three, four to five seasons with mm-hmm. the Southern have been through. I mean, they've always sort of longed for someone like this, right? Like, I mean, yeah, they got that in Al, but you know, to have another 20 plus point score to complement Taylor and Brown, I think it was important, but also just to add someone that can give you something on both ends of the floor. I think, was the overall goal going into the offseason. Like, this is Brad's gap in the beginning, if you ask me. Yeah.
3: I mean, he definitely is Brad's, Brad's guy. I think he's everything Brad ever wanted in a player. Uh, but as we were looking into this and we are talking about, like, the pipe dream of Porzingis actually being uh, available in the playoffs, if you remember uh when he played with uh Luca post-bubble and they had that little run... Oh, they didn't, they didn't, That didn't go over well. Well, though, Porzingis played, played okay, and then all of a sudden played like absolute dog shit and missed a bunch of games, and then they got knocked out of playoffs. So, I mean, so um, That's
1: when, that's when Luca said, yeah, I can't play with this dude.
3: Can't play with this
5: dude. <laughs> yeah.
1: And
3: I'm sorry, if there's one dude that I want on my team, it's Luca, because he will play through anything, and he'll fight through anything, and he'll tough it out. So you're getting the exact opposite kind of guy in Porzingis, um, and you gave up a guy like Marcus Smart, so I will need to be sold on this. I do not. Uh, I do not feel solid about it. I do not feel positive about it. I um, would like to be. I would like to be pleasantly surprised, but I have very low expectations. And ain't <laughs> like, happening. Yeah, if the Celtics do win, if the Celtics do have, and I'll I'll say this, the Celtics are in. The Eastern Conference or finals next year. I think that there's major shakeups on this team. Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are having spectacular seasons coupled with major shakeups and a really emergent season from Derek White. And that, that's how this, that's, that's how this works. I think everything else. Maybe a flash
2: in the pan, but it's not sustainable with the way this roster's put together, so. All right. We'll see. We'll see. Uh we got plenty of time. We got plenty of uh episodes lined up between now and training camp, so we'll dive back into that. But you know what, Joel, it's uh for the first time in a while, man. Let's take a trip across the NBA. do would you tell us what's going on around the association? It's around that time, guys. It's been a while. With Joel in case you missed it. In case you missed it.
3: In case you missed it. In case you
2: missed it. In
1: all right, in case you missed it, the NBA has fined James Harden $100,000 for his recent comments no, of calling uh, Philadelphia 76ers president of basketball operations, Daryl Morey, a, quote, liar during a uh, Adidas marketing event in China last week. I uh, told my guy, Silver said, so
2: throw the book at that
1: motherfucker. <laughs> he was in front of a... <laughs> big crowd in attendance and uh, he called uh he said moray is a is a liar and he will never be part of an organization that he is a part of uh, and Harvey, then and then he said that he said I, you think you got
2: that much, <laughs> pull, man? You think you that much
1: pull?
3: no and then he said let me repeat that yes to the you point him
2: back.
1: to the point yeah to the point where it was just like any, any other question they were like oh shit like i don't even know where do we go from here
2: I feel like he said that the second time to all people in the back. And I feel like he wanted to be like, guys, did you hear what I just said? Daryl Morey. You know what I mean? It was like he
5: wanted,
1: yeah. <laughs> like he
2: wanted the whole room to be like, yeah. boo, yeah, or, yeah. or even cheer. But everyone's kind of just like, yo, why are you talking about your boss like that? Yeah, yeah. You know
1: some, I mean? some, like, people, some people cheer when he said it the second time, but the, I mean, it was still more like, okay. Oh, oh, I feel like okay. that thing was going for <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like,
2: did you guys hear what I just said?
1: You
2: know? <laughs> this is the guy who you guys can't stand. Like, this yeah. is the reason why... You can't even
1: watch my games in this country. You know what I mean? Uh, I bet you a lot of just like, what? Who? Oh, uh, okay. Right. Yeah, right. They have no idea. <laughs> yeah. Harden told NBA investigators. Uh, his comments were in reference to Moray reportedly telling him that the 76ers would trade him, quote, quickly after he opted into his player option for the upcoming 2023-24 season, which is worth $35.6 million. Uh, according to ESPN, Philly's asking price for Harden was, quote, steep, and no teams were... Quote, willing or able to meet it, end quote. Uh, the 76ers are about two weeks ago, uh, also said that they had decided to end trade talks, uh, surrounding Harden and expect him to report <laughs> to training camp. So, <laughs> um, so wires crossed. right. Uh, so uh, in response to the fine, the uh, National Basketball Players Association or the uh, NBPA released a statement that they plan to uh, file a grievance to an arbitrator disputing the hundred thousand dollar fine quote we respectfully disagree with the league's decision to discipline james harden for a recent comment he made which we believe do not violate the rule against public trade demands we intend to file a grievance and have the matter heard by our arbitrators end quote so i mean there were so many rumors and reports like leading up to these comments by james that like the clippers were going to trade for him and and the Rockets remember even like like right after the the trade demand was made by Harden even before he was going to opt in, uh, it was like oh you know they, like the they, the Rockets are so interested in Harden and uh, you got to wonder like why would the Rockets be fucking interested in trading for James Harden, especially when you got like Ime who used to coach him in Brooklyn was probably like nah man we good with this dude here. we're going to go with the fucking the youth movement don't need this dude to come in here and get rid of all our assets. For, like, what, one year of fucking Harden? Like, no, like, we, we're good. <laughs> you
2: mean it's like, yo, we just got banned from Lee,
1: bro. We're good. I, I I don't feel bad for really Harden or Philly in, in this situation. Like, this dude, like, Harden hey. is, he's a stubborn ass dude. So if they thought it was bad when Ben Simmons, like, didn't want to come to training camp or play basketball at all, we're going in for the long haul here when it comes to to James Harden. Yo, can I, can I, I, I are say this
3: whole situation, too? Like, all right. Harden, awful, like, person. Human, yeah. Yeah, traded himself. Well, not human. I don't know. Maybe, who knows? He's just selfish. Super selfish, right? Um, Worked his way out of now four situations, blah, 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 right? But, like, why does everyone want to get away from Embiid so bad? Like, everybody on, like, it just seems like the... You have a guy that just won the MVP and no one wants to play with him. Like, what, what is up with that? Like, Simmons left, uh, Harden left. You had a, a, you know, a bunch of other players not re-signed there. It seems like they can't bring a big player in. The only guy that's like, yeah, I'll play with Embiid is Tobias Harris, whose best friend is Boban. So he'd like fucking anybody, everybody do. You know, like, what's wrong with Embiid? Is that something that
2: you think plays into this whole thing? That's a really good question, Sean. I'm glad you
1: said that, but go ahead first. Yeah, I mean, I never really thought about it like that because in terms of, like, Simmons, I think Simmons just didn't want to be coached by Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers wasn't a a more uh, signing or hiring, whatever you want to call it. So
3: I I will agree with you. You could make a reason why every player that's not been re-signed or left
1: Plus who was the guy who was the guy that they had before Moray? I think two guys before Moray who had a burner account and was talking was talking reckless yeah. on Twitter about I don't know if it was about Embiid, I forget. Coangelo. Coangelo. Was it, yeah. was it about yeah. Embiid though? Yeah. Was he was he <laughs> franchise is a mess, man. <laughs> was he talking about Embiid on, on on Twitter? Was that it was or just yeah. a they, they, yeah. okay, all right. Okay. Something
2: like that. <laughs> it was about Embiid on his burner account I he got caught up like similar to what
4: he I put yeah, yeah. Yeah. No red.
2: that's a good point, man. I, I honestly I felt like I, I just think the kind of player that James Harden is, in a sense of having the ball in his hands and the way he likes to attack and all that stuff, like you can say what they want about him in terms of you know how frustrating that whole thing is in terms of you know pretty much getting away with the walk and get the free throw last many times, but it's 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 he's one of a kind in the sense that he sort of changed the game, right? Showed guys yeah. that you know you can do that, but also I I feel like he's got to be he's at the point of his career where it's like yo man like. You got to adapt now. You know you're not that same guy anymore. I think he's having a really hard time with that now. You look at someone like Joel Embiid who's in the middle of his MVP season. Think he's gonna try to give give the ball to James Harden let him run the show? No, absolutely not. Joel Embiid runs the show, and I think sometimes that's hard for a lot of players to handle because he's different, right? He's a big. He's got the outside shot, but he doesn't really have the handle, right? He's not gonna break from the dribble and all that. But the offense always goes through him. Right. And I feel like Harden, at times, obviously, you know, we know firsthand, at least in that series against the Celtics, that he had his moments, right, where he looked like the old James and everything looked great, and he, you know, finally put together two, uh, at least two, extraordinary performances against the Celtics in that series, and he's a
0: big reason why that game, you know, that they had a three, they had a, 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 a three-two lead on the
5: Celtics, but they were just unable to figure that thing
2: out. I, I felt like they were potentially on the cusp of something. And Philly wasting no time in firing Doc Rivers. Philly wasting no time in, you know, trying to appease or whatever he's trying to they're trying to do right now with James Harden. Meanwhile, Joel Embiid is just like, wait, what are we doing here, man? Every time I think that we're a step closer, we're taking a huge step back. Right. And, and, and he, he's now he's, he's scaring you know Sixers fans because he, anything that has everything that's in his profile on Twitter is gone. This is nothing about the Seventy Sixers in his profile anymore. <laughs> yeah, know? man. I mean, that's got to be the, that's the look, other side of a coin. You look at the last like, four or five years, and every player does that, that's, their, that's a universal sign for, I'm not happy with the way things are going. And then you couple that with the, uh, the podcast appearance he, he, he made about a month ago saying, look, I want to win a championship, and damn it, I don't care where it's at. Just give yeah. me a championship. Like, all these hints he's been giving this organization. And then for this whole thing to blow up in everybody's face, for someone like Embiid to go on record saying that he would love to have James Harden back, and then this happens, and then Embiid goes ahead and and, and wipes out his, his his profile on Twitter. I mean, it's just it's a big mess. And at the end of the day, you you want to make your MVP as happy as possible, and they're just doing the complete opposite right now.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like he wasn't happy with the Doc firing. Like he was. He wasn't no, happy. that was his guy. He yeah. said that
2: that was one of the first things he asked yeah. when when they were eliminated, and he's like, "No, I love Doc." Like, oh,
3: well. And he also said, oh, he right, we'll wait, said, "We'll wait a
2: few days, then I guess." <laughs> I know,
5: right? He
3: also said, "You need to get uh, me and James need help." I think that's what he said. He said, "Me and James need help." And he was sitting there with his arms out, like really. And then, <laughs> yeah, yeah oh, really. But <laughs> right, it's, it was a fucked up thing for him to say. But he also understood, like, hey, I can't go forward. Without having a guy like James on the, Harden on the team, like Harden has to stay.
1: Well, I mean, like, right. look what they traded. Right, exactly. Yeah, She's look like, what they traded to get
3: Harden. We're taking a big step back. Like, yeah. Look at what Boss doing right now, you know? And, yeah. and you, you know what? You know what, too? Like, this whole Dame Lillard shit, too. Like, the fact uh, that they wouldn't even include Maxi in, as a starting conversation there is That's insanity wild. to me. Yeah. Like, pair Lillard up with MV. Don't say we're not trading Maxi. No, not even for. That's like that's like Mike Gorman saying back in the day, what was it? He wouldn't trade Avery Bradley for LeBron James, man. That's basically the same thing of saying, oh, we could have an All NBA player, but we're just we're just gonna pass on him because we like the potential here. You already got an NBA. Yo, they, that that franchise. If I'm an man, I am literally out of there the fucking fast as I can. I'm forcing my way down. I'm thinking, you know what, James, Daryl Morey is a liar. He is a liar. Let's all get fucking That's traded, fine. man. Let's do it.
1: Yeah, but with the, <laughs> da- with the damn thing is, with the damn thing though, he won't go anywhere unless it's Miami. He's a, he's already been clear about that, so I don't know.
3: Yeah, but I think if he, if you gave him the opportunity to play with Embiid, and it was gonna be a fair package. No, but, I,
1: but if you're Portland, do you want James Harden? For Damon Lillard?
3: No, you want Maxi, so you give him Maxi. Yeah, but that doesn't
1: work. Contract wise, that doesn't work. You have to trade like half the roster for him.
2: No, what i is saying is that you 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 have him for a year, the contract goes, but you have Maxi as someone as a, as a piece of the future. Mm-hmm. You can
3: figure you can figure it out, yes, or you
1: could,
2: yeah, yeah. But they said no it would, way, it would Essentially, would be, be them hunting and the and season. It would be hunting the season in the future. Yeah. Anyways. Well,
1: I mean, Harden didn't go to fucking Embiid's wedding either, so I don't know that whatever that means, but. No, that is what it is.
2: Yo, it was cheeseburger
3: night Maybe at the it was strip like- club, Joel. Oh, wait, my bad. My bad. My bad. You know,
1: priorities are priorities, you know. The fact that Doc Rivers was like before the playoffs, like, yo, get your strip club, you know, appearances out of the way. Go, go ham wherever you need to go because I need you ready for the fucking playoffs. And now what? <laughs> this dude always gets what he wants. So this this is gonna be this is gonna be a long, drawn out thing. Worse than the fucking Ben Simmons situation. So much worse. And I'm here for it, by the for way. For sure. <laughs> oh
5: yeah. yeah
2: I'm he's not He's going You know. You know, more. not gonna. He's not gonna, gonna budge. He's gonna be like, "Hey, why don't you? Uh, not you just go home, man?
1: Don't worry about it." I know, we'll right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll be here waiting though. If you want, to if you want, value wanna, like,
2: diminishes.
1: Yeah. In case you Real missed goodness. it, the New York Knicks. Listen to this. The New York Knicks are suing the Toronto Raptors. All right.
3: Ooh, a little lawsuit action. Okay. Go.
1: I've never heard this, by the way. Uh, a Call professional team. Professional team suing another professional team in the same freaking league. Anyways. So I'll the, see Knicks, you in court, buddy. <laughs> the Knicks, the Knicks, <laughs> the Knicks are suing the Toronto Raptors now. because of a former employee with the Knicks who just got hired by the Raptors, allegedly, he legally disclosed proprietary information about the Knicks to the Raptors. Okay. According to the, the lawsuit which was filed in the uh, U.S. District Court in Manhattan, the Knicks state that... I'm about to butcher the fuck out of this dude's name. Oh, I know where you're going. He could... He could chew <laughs> Or Azatam? Or Azatam? Who I worked for the Knicks from 2020 to just this past summer. Sent the, uh, the Raptors thousands of confidential files, including play frequency reports, a prep book for the 2022-23 season video scouting files, opposition research and more after the team began recruiting him. We're talking about like the Raptors to join their organization earlier this summer. Mm -hmm. So the Knicks are accusing this dude who worked as an assistant video coordinator. And then he was a director of video analytics, player development assistant, all types of shit, violating a confidentiality clause in an employment agreement that alleged that members of the Raptors directed this dude's actions Knowingly benefited from wrongful acts. So,
3: not gonna lie, Joel. I feel like you could have explained that way easier, but I kept up with it. Dude. <laughs> I kept up with it. And, I'm a little uh, lost, but alright. Uh, basically, well, a
1: former, a former Nick, a Nick uh, employee who was in, who had a bunch of bunch of titles at one point because yeah. he's been there for three seasons. You know, he was assistant video coordinator. He was a player developmental uh, assistant.
3: He gave away the family recipe.
1: Or oh, he sent a bunch of, uh, files to the, to the Raptors prior to getting hired.
3: He showed them how to make the secret sauce. Now, I got you. Yeah. Now, he gave them the game, the juice.
1: Now yeah. there's 11. No, I'm sorry. There's 10 unknown Raptor employees. A big part of it. Who, there was 10 unknown Raptor employees, including their new head coach, Darko Raha, Rahanakovich his
3: headline his his uh his email subject line was it's not just thousand island dressing okay <laughs> there's more to the secret sauce
1: they're all listed as as defendants in this in this nick lawsuit all right so Right.
2: Someone real quick, man. Someone at school, man, back in the day, got me so mad about that, dude. <laughs> it's Thousand Island. I go, you think McDonald's just throwing Thousand Island on their burgers and saying to like, no, dude, there's no way. I How do you taste Thousand Island? No, like Doesn't taste anything, anything
5: like it. Doesn't taste anything
2: like it. You literally, you see the color, you're like, that's dog. Like, what is the matter with you, dude? I think it's so yeah. mad, ridiculous. ridiculous. What's wrong with your taste buds? I yeah, I agree. I agree. I think it's. I think it's lazy.
5: Thousand I think it's doesn't lazy. Even
3: have in it,
2: bro. You're not even close. But anyways,
3: anyways. So, what's the guy's name again?
1: <laughs> His last name is term. Yeah. <laughs> All oh. right. He he illegally shared three thousand three hundred fifty eight video files.
3: Oh shit! videos.
1: The stolen files were quote ex- accessed over two thousand times by Raptors defendants in the lawsuit. Oh, fuck! Now, oh, this
2: is something, this is something petty, man. He he didn't get enough uh, vacation hours or something, man. This is something <laughs> like you know, or you know, or you know, James Dolan called them the wrong name
3: every fucking day. He, he's like had a tough name to pronounce. He was like, "I'm just gonna call you Ricky, okay?" <laughs> and he's like, "No, no, 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 I." My name means ver- a lot to me in my home country. He's like, "All right, Ricky," and he's like, "Yo, get a load of Ricky, man!" He's trying to tell me say his name. Yo, there was definitely some just like James Dolan, like disregarding this motherfucker. He
2: went home every day. And the whole and the whole office is just laughing at the same time. <laughs> like he pointed at <laughs> him, "Yeah, like, yeah man, Dad, like, Ricky! Oh, Ricky! <laughs> hey, you know." My my thing
1: my whole, mild thing, my whole thing is like. Like, just because, like, the Raptors, like, hired you or they, like, interviewed you for whatever position you're, you you were hired for. It's like, oh, by the way, I got these fucking Nick files if you want them. Like, I don't, like <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> How does that, like, benefit him or the Raptors? I don't know. It's like it's not like the Raptors <laughs> you know. are like playoff contenders <laughs> yeah, but, right now.
2: Yeah, but nothing, nothing, man. Missouri, the uh, the GMO there, he seems like a really nice guy, man. I can just see him just having like a profound effect on this <laughs> dude, just being like, "Yo, man, I could believe it." I say to him, "He's like, what? What do you, what do you got there?" <laughs> He's like, or, like, or he just like He sent it over to him And he was just like Yo man Like this is super illegal He's just like Nah man We'll keep it between us you know?
1: Like like this legit happened Like last week Like the Knicks just learned of this Like a day after This motherfucker's like Last day as a as a, Like a, an employee of the Knicks You can't tell me this, like you said like, like Sean said Like this shit was Like on purpose Some petty shit I don't know
3: Yeah it could have been It could have been He Everything was like Super under wraps And then like his last day, he was just walking out and he was just like, yo, fuck Ricky, man. Just tell you my fucking name. He just spazzed out on fucking everybody in the office. And then he was like, as he was like knocking over the last file, he was like, and I sent the raptors a bunch of
2: the fucking videos too. Yeah, I was going to say, how did they how did they find out? Really went through his shit. <laughs> yeah, that's insane. It's he was
3: insane. probably sending, he was
1: probably sending it through like his work email for all we know.
5: Oh, yeah probably man, but
3: yo they do they do most, most most organizations when they shut your shit down bro they make sure that shit stays locked on the computer and they will like like if all that stuff's on the computer they'll run traces back like 30 days to make sure that shit wasn't fucking pulled off or exported. but I feel like
1: no I feel like that's more so if someone gets like fired it doesn't say anything about him getting fired I think he's just like oh yeah, I got a new job and you know Put in, with somebody else.
3: They go back and check that shit.
1: Yeah. But, no, but they found out like the day after he left. <laughs>
3: yeah, because they were like, oh, let's just do our routine check. And they're like, holy fuck, Ricky, dude. What the hell is this guy been doing,
2: man? <laughs> Everyone, everyone's still calling him Ricky. Oh, yo, it says
1: it, it says it right here. Hold on, hold on. It says it right here. Look, it's it, it says that uh, he began secretly forwarding proprietary information from his next email account to his personal Gmail account. Yeah. Which which is then shared With the Raptors defendants I thought fuck dude He <laughs>
5: thought
1: he was slick He tried to send it to himself That's what happened And then He got caught
3: He's like I just wanted to print it Out of my home printer So I'd have to use your ink In the work office I just don't get
1: it <laughs> But you don't work here like- anymore Still
5: <laughs> <laughs> Ricky Ricky He's <laughs> like
1: Your personal email Doesn't even say
2: Ricky That's because
5: my name's not fucking <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Who is this guy? Who is this it person? Like, you, know.
3: like you try to, uh, you try to trick us, huh? Oh yeah, huh? Yeah. Let me,
1: let me guess. And then you got, you're gonna have, you're gonna have Spike Lee in a couple of days. Like, see, that's what they do over there. They're fucking with the Okie doke with people are like, over like this fucking Ricky guy, you know? <laughs> <laughs>
2: this
3: Ricky guy. Yeah, bro. That, that's oh, uh man. That good old Knicks organization—that was, (laughs) you know, they're just banger after banger, bro. It's like Philly. It's so funny when, like, you look at the Atlantic Division; it's just (laughs) a mess, bro. It's just a a fucking disaster. (laughs) Then, like. It's,
5: it's, the Celtics
3: are in such good shape I'm over yeah. here complaining about getting the best third option in the league meanwhile you got the Knicks fucking firing Ricky and him Benedict Arnolding their fucking whole organization to the fucking and, Raptors and, and shit and then Harden being like, yo, yo, why don't you uh why don't you blow me, dude? Why, why don't you just do that? It's like, okay, we're we're actually in an okay spot. Yeah. The Raptors, meanwhile,
1: meanwhile, yeah, it's it's the Celtics and like Brooklyn. Those are the only two that are like, you know. I
3: just yeah, can't wait but, to, but Brooklyn, I can't wait Brooklyn is this. Brooklyn is just putting up the fires of Harden and KD and Kyrie pissing all over them for fucking three years. They're 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 a ways away. They got problems too. So it's literally just the Celtics. It's just self-defense. We're I gonna be okay. Wait. You know what? I've talked myself into it. We're gonna we're gonna be okay this year, guys.
2: We're gonna be okay. <laughs> I, I can't wait to see how you know Doc Rivers going back to the broadcast booth because you know he's gonna get that itch to be like, you know what's Philly' problem is. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's <laughs> just going to go in <laughs> with it. <It's>, you know, <laughs> Daryl more, right? That's the problem with it.
2: It's going to be like, it's, it's things, and it blows up in their face. <laughs> <laughs> it's going oh, no, to to
5: commercial no, 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 I'm not done, I'm
1: not done. <laughs> 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 they come back like, yeah, Daga won't be joining us the rest of the broadcast today. <laughs> what the fuck? You know, like he's going to go off. Right? <laughs> All right. Uh, in case you missed it, some uh, some Celtics news here. Uh, Sway. It is a privilege to play this game. <laughs> like, yeah,
2: off, yeah. It's like it's like it's like a
3: it's like a Philadelphia <laughs> Jazz game on fucking yeah, right. ESPN
2: ten p.m. and I did. We're on that game. We're talking that game. All right, all right, spazzes, dude. This. No, it's, oh, it's
1: like it's one of the it's one of the fucking uh, it's one of the tournaments in season tournament games, and it's just like it just goes off for no fucking reason. <laughs> oh bro. man, even better.
3: Which, by nuts. the way, we okay. didn't, we did, okay, the Richard Jefferson video of the in season tournament seems like it's an I think you should leave skit. Uh-oh.
5: No,
2: I haven't seen it, but what's, uh, what, why does it seem like a skit? He just said, like, he's not taking it seriously? What? Uh, yeah, it's almost like, it's almost like that, this is that's how the way he, that's... playoffs
3: work. Like, you know, like just telling something very simple. In a very complicated way. And the music behind it, bro. And like, he's, what he's wearing. It just seems, I think,
1: it's but character. that's, but that's just him though. Like, that's his fucking personality. Like, uh, yeah, on man, and I off just, camera.
3: Just, just watch the, watch the, it's like, it's a minute long. It explains it. And, and it's just like, and yeah. then at the end, he's like, and that's who wins the in season tournament. Like, you know, it's, it, it's like, yeah, but what do they win? Like, what? It, what is, what's the point of this? Like, it's yeah. just a minute of filler. And just watch it. Watch it and tell me what you think. Okay. I
2: feel like they should have, like, spiced it up with, like, two future first-round picks or something. I don't know, man.
5: <laughs> I feel like playing Jesus, for, like,
2: <laughs> playing for half a million. is like First-round yeah, picks? Yeah, for, for like, Peyton Pritchard, that sounds amazing. But, like, for most players, like, uh, we win half a million if we don't. Is what it is, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's like, yo, I'll just, I'll just,
3: um, like Jason Tatum's like, okay, well, I'll just sell like ten more shoes a month, and I'll be
2: good. Exactly. Like uh, Like for for Pritchard, that's like one fourth of his contract, or like you know uh, another player, something similar. But like, I just feel like with whether it's load management or whether it's the fact that teams gonna be like, look, we're not gonna put out our best, you know, we're not
3: gonna
2: treat
5: this. No, they need they need to make it organ
3: an organizational level of. Something the organization gets that benefits the
2: team. I think it should be a pick, man. I think it should be a a freaking first rounder, man. I think, I think there should be a a free first round pick if you win this whole thing.
3: Yeah, I think, I, I honestly, I honestly think that the way I, the way I look at it, if if, if people
1: people don't think the NBA rigged, the uh, the NBA is rigged now, like imagine that with that shit, like.
2: I think it should be a pick swap. The team it's that like wins. Lottery. It's not a lottery. a lottery pick, though. It's just that you get a first round. No, you know? I first think round, it should be a pick. swap. It it's going to be thirty-one picks next year. First round. It should be a pick swap. <laughs> it should be a pick swap. It should be the team that wins. It should it should be be a pick swap. Not, no, because then you're you're losing something that you never even signed up for. <laughs> like, <that's> that <laughs> well, don't fucking finish last, then, bro. You know. <laughs> oh no! You have to you either have to tank it or go all in. And if you lose, if you, if you make it to the finals will lose. If you get a pick, see, you lose your pick. (laughs) No. It would be like
3: the team with the worst overall record in the
2: tournament. They lose a pick? Swap it with the winner. Yeah, but, yeah, they suck. You're not supposed to win shit, man. (laughs) We need that pick, man. Like, come on. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck? What do you mean we lose a pick? Or they just, or, or
5: you,
2: or, or you know what?
3: You just create a pick ten A and ten B, and the championship gets pick number ten B, and then the draft just
2: goes on. And then where we, where we get the world gets the eleventh and be like, "Yo, this is bullshit, fellas! Like we've been eyeing this guy for months." <laughs> yeah, well,
3: you shouldn't have fucking lost the NBA
2: Play-in Tournament, you know. <laughs> He's like, he's like, well, sorry, Spurs. Well, you know, you should make uh, Wimbayama better or something. What do you say? Yo, but I know they should, they should, they
3: should incentivize it. It needs to be draft compensation or you know what else I like is just being like, hey, if you make the playoffs, you automatically avoid the playing tournament. So like. If you're the 10th seed and you won the fucking championship in the middle of the season, you, you automatically it, no what, yeah. are the 6th seed and the 6th seed falls into the playing tournament or whatever. You know what I mean? That would be more. No, that would make it much better. Because that would make it like, hey, those those middling teams, they'll play really hard to make sure that, hey, just in case we fucking flounder, we have a first-round <laughs> fucking series. <laughs> yeah, but
2: what if, what if they're just like, yo, let's just rest our guys and just lock in that spot? <laughs> it's fucking January or oh, whatever, December.
3: <laughs> well, they still have to make it in the top 10, so, you know. I don't know. Oh,
2: oh, okay. I thought you meant like they're guaranteed at 60. Like, oh, okay. Nah. Uh, I, I, I would really shock me if a team won, won that tournament and then they didn't make a playoff. Imagine. What would be good, so. Oh, that's 1000% supposed to be.
3: It's supposed to be like the fucking Champions League. Oh, you know what the other thing is? They were talking yeah, about the Champions for. League. Bring in other fucking
2: countries' best teams and bring them into the fucking tournament. That's what I thought they were gonna do. Like that's what Adam Silver was talking about when the NBA before the NBA Finals started in twenty twenty
1: two. I think you gotta travel to, like to another country, and it's just
2: yeah. He probably went through the logistics and was just like, "No, we're not fucking doing
1: it. Not doing that." But that's what he was.
2: That's how he. That's how he first presented this idea uh before the finals, and when you know he does the
1: uh, commissioner's address. No, this is this is for like the bad teams to get on national TV. That's all. This is this is for bad teams not to fucking tank and to you know make some of these games actually count and make them feel special. And make them feel special. Yeah, it's like it's like this uh this cup on the and the the MLS and the Canadian and the fucking Mexican league teams. Like all those teams are for the most part, even before Messi arrived, they were whack. You know, so yeah. they, they get they got eyes on their on their team and yeah. yeah. Alright, all right, Joel, Alright, in case you missed it, uh, the Celtics this week, uh plan to uh according to uh Shams here, uh, they're gonna work out forwards Lamar Shanae. Stevens and TJ Warren.
2: Yes. come damn time.
1: So Yay T J the Celtics have uh two remaining roster spots, so
2: now guys, is it Lance don't, don't sleep on the uh don't sleep on the uh the T J Warren we saw in the bubble, all right? Mm. That guy's still Still, still there Somewhere
3: you know? Yeah All oh, I know dude. is that uh, Sway and, and my uh, Fantasy team that year Kept TJ Warren On the injured reserve All year Hoping that motherfucker Would come back And he never <laughs>
5: did Never no, did, did That's right <laughs> Yo <laughs>
2: I did get shot <laughs> Because <laughs> <laughs> Every
3: Every conversation Would be like And then when TJ Warren Comes back bro
2: Yeah It's about
3: to be nine- on and
1: popping, about to be on and popping, you know.
2: Yo, man, they just saved him yeah for
1: another two months. Yo, if if Warren does get signed by the Celtics, that's two former Pacers uh, teammates that Brogdon will be playing with, unless Brogdon gets traded. But you know, who knows? <laughs>
5: I'm a big O'Shea Brissett
3: part, guy. I'm, I'm a big I'm a big O'Shea Brissett guy. I just don't know. Necessarily. Well, he's more he's
1: more of a wing, I feel like, than a. Uh, than a fucking front court guy. No, he's wow. he's,
3: he's Graham's replacement. He's grants replacement. Yeah, All yeah. right, cool. All we have. I know. I know. I know. Rings. I get it. I get
1: it. I get it. Man. Everyone get it, is man. a wing. I get it. There's we got no, we got I flats. Know, I get Christ it. We got flats, and wings. we got fucking. I get he's it. You like know? Like a lot of wings. Rick Ross when it comes to wings. Bro. Yeah, mad wings. I get it.
5: Yeah,
3: no, <laughs> but he's but he's like but he's like hey. I just want a certain type of wing. Like
2: I'm a, he's a Brad's a flat guy. He's a flat guy. He doesn't look oh, like yeah. at all. One thousand percent. He's a he's a, uh, he's a numbers guy. So he's just like, dude, everyone loves flats. Like flats are <laughs> It's like you get two bones in a flat. Okay, so
3: there's bound to be more meat. No, like there's you no more maximize, bones. There's less meat.
5: Yeah.
3: Oh, jeez, I don't even want to. don't even. I don't even fucking like talking to flat people, man. <laughs> I'm a drummy all day, bro. Me you know? too, man. Like, unless, uh, well,
2: the thing, the thing about, her, the thing unless, about unless you're unless you're a girl, like girls love that.
5: Okay, whatever. Yeah, but the thing—the thing about flats, no, the thing big about flats—that's
1: that's what I'm about to say. The thing about flats is they're just—they're easier for like those who are, are not big with the bones, because not everybody are fans of bones in general. You just the way you can pull a flat through. I mean, the chicken through the flat is easier than... Yeah,
2: but it's clearly not better,
3: though. No, 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 I'm not saying
1: it's better. I just feel like it's, you know, easier for people who are not really big on bones.
3: Yeah, I feel like people who like uh, little slimy little fucking things like those fucking things, dude. That's it. That's it.
1: That's
0: it.
3: That's it. Uh, Also, I want to make sure this is very clear. I am a big fan of the Jordan Walsh pick, man. I think that that's going to be a great friggin' pick for them. The only problem is he's basically going to like fall into the Marcus smart role of defending their best player. This is a great defender, but he's not a, he's not a ball handler. So it defeats so the point. You just have another defensive wing.
1: Right? Wait, hold on. Are you telling me he's going to play over Payne Pritchard? Is that what you're telling me?
3: I think that the, yeah, Jordan pain, Jordan wants on, to get more minutes than Payton
1: Pritchard. Hold on, hold on. The Payton Pritchard who was who was at it again, balling up, scoring sixty one points at the uh at the ball he's on uh, program in, in Vancouver. Uh, joy, another case you is that what it is? Is that what you're talking he's
3: about? He's practicing he's practicing for the in season tournament to
2: make
1: that George like is a,
3: now
2: uh, going
1: through like the current events and something. <laughs> like, I, I mean, mean that was <laughs> that was my no, that was my third one because I wasn't gonna I thought you were gonna talk about TJ Warren. You sounded so excited about it in the beginning, so that's why. <laughs>
3: oh we did we did get sidetracked by uh ricky fucking stealing all those files that was, that was an story. <laughs> yeah man
2: um, i didn't expect a lawsuit to make in case you missed him
5: Well,
1: oh, at, at least between two teams i guess i just said nah, I, no but uh no, no just on a serious note though like with smart gone this doesn't doesn't payton get those minutes or some, no. some more minutes than he got last year
2: no, nope. I think he. I think he does. I think he certainly does. I mean, he's, he's earned it. He's, he's definitely earned that opportunity. But <laughs> he's like know, know. coming off the bench, coming off the bench and being a, um, you know, an everyday player. I, I think he's good enough. I really do. And I think it had a, a little bit to do with them not having a big problem with letting Marcus go. I don't think it was one of those things where they're like, "Oh, we could trade Marcus. We got paid." I don't think it was quite like that. But I think that they knew that uh, one, they have uh, the utmost confidence in Derek White, and two that. Pritchard could, could take on that secondary role with someone like Malcolm Brogdon now. I, I think a lot of it had to do with um, Brogdon's trade value diminishing after the Clippers deal. It was one of those things where I feel like they were like, let's just hold on to him, we're fine, you know. And moving forward, we'll have Pritchard sort of that like one-two punch going off the bench along with Brogdon. But yeah, I, I really do believe, though, this is a, 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 a big part of that, was that they felt comfortable giving Keith Derek White. I mean, you don't go out and say that weeks or months before training came if you didn't feel that way right and i think white's earned that you know you can make a case that white outperformed marcus in the postseason you know i really think you could make that case all season long maybe not maybe not so but during the postseason i mean you took it to another level well sway
3: i think yeah, i think sure. Derek, i think Derek white definitely outperformed Marcus Smart. I don't think agree. you're
2: saying,
3: I think you're saying, whoa, like, whoa, don't say that. Either. No, 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 no. I, I, I'm, I'm, I think you're on to something. I think though that, that way of thinking, if Brad Stevens, okay, we're getting into this shit again, man. About <laughs> if, <laughs> Go ahead, if, like, last if Brad Stevens looked at it and said, well, Marcus is, is, you know, expendable now because Derek White has outperformed him. Like, no, like now that's exactly what you want, Marcus. Being number four, being number five, you put talent around him. Key Barkers, he thrives in that role, and you let him go for Porzingis, who can't stay yeah. on the floor.
2: I mean, look, Sean, yeah. when that first report came out, I was like, this is a freaking steal,
5: you know? Steal. Malcolm Brogdon, Brogdon you're get giving the fuck up out. The, the,
2: yeah. end, the end of the bench pieces, and you're getting Kristaps Porzingis. I mean, look, Marcus Smart, he told me in that first interview after the trade, he went to bed thinking that man, I'm with the ball with Chris Porzingis you know, like that would obviously would've have, would have been ideal, but I don't know, man. A lot of the whole the whole report just seemed fishy to me. I, I honestly feel like it was one of those almost feel like it's one of those like take it or leave it deals because they didn't want the Clippers to, to do a thorough physical and broaden and find find out what they already know. You know what I mean? Like, you don't you don't know, when you don't present that deal in the final day, you know, almost as a take it or leave it situation if you're not hiding something. So I mean it's just one of those things where I feel like it was in the back of their mind that there's a good chance we're going to trade Marcus. And Marcus that he told me, was that a week before the deal went down, they told him that he was safe; that he wasn't going to be traded at all.
1: So, yeah, because there was there was there was reports that like they're like, oh, one of the Celtics like point guards is, is going to get traded, and it was, right. a lot of, well, a lot I mean, of people just assumed there was it, going to be. If you're a
2: team calling the Boston Celtics, you're not going to ask for Jalen or Tatum. You're going to go right for Marcus because you already know what the answer is for those two guys. You know what I mean?
3: So, yeah, like, yeah, but but I mean,
2: wouldn't you feel like this team would be better
3: off because they they. They had a, what, what was their second round pick that they had in this draft that was super high? 35. 35, right? Wouldn't you yeah, have said trained, like, they
2: right? traded, they made like four trades and draft.
3: Right. But wouldn't you have said like, yo, listen, like, take the 35th pick too. Take the 35th best player, take Brogdon as is. Uh, and, and I would have thrown, I would have thrown multiple picks at the deal to make it work versus trading smart because you, you literally just give up. I don't want to. I don't want to get into
1: it again, man. I, don't I mean, look, look. Fair <laughs> <Sure laughs> enough,
2: fair sure
1: enough. Look, basically, if the Clippers weren't so worried all of a sudden about injuries, you know, because they got their own well, injury there issues, be. Well,
2: damn it. <laughs> <laughs> the two, the two best players, Marcus would still now. be here. Okay, that's I mean, the this whole is, freaking problem. Yeah, you know? yeah. So basically, the Clippers, yeah, they just the
1: Clippers are messed up. Be worried about injuries. Yeah, all yeah. Of a all of a sudden, right? Yeah. 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 So no. So the the Clippers basically. <laughs> so shame on them basically basically the clippers messed up you know marcus staying here and 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 uh james Harden not leaving philly that's what it, that's that's what it boils down to when it comes to the fucking clippers
3: clippers are dirty they're dirty and now all of a sudden they have moral and medical ethics you know get yeah. the fuck out of here all
1: right that's gonna do it for <laughs> this edition of uh in case you missed it follow us on all social media platforms at causeway street don't forget to subscribe to our after hours on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash causeway for exclusive episodes of our after show and the one on one podcast with Sway. Before I forget, big shout out to uh, those that reached out to me personally to congratulate me on the uh, birth of my daughter. Uh, that was you know, much appreciated during my paternity, during my paternity leave. <laughs> so again, much appreciated for those who are, uh, always been, uh, great supporters and our day ones too. Can't forget them.
3: Also, hashtag free Ricky, you know?
1: Yeah, man, Ricky, Ricky couldn't be uh reach for for any comments on this uh on this right. <laughs> ongoing story here in this lawsuit. Right. You know, I wonder why
2: I want updates next week, man. Ass.
3: Yeah man. Mm-hmm. I want I want Morgan and Morgan to be on this podcast <laughs> next week. <laughs> they do injuries, bro, bro. They do injuries.
5: <laughs> <laughs> yes 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 yo
2: uh, speaking of that Marcus from our interview man I got the uh, the exclusive up on our Patreon uh, there were three of us three reporters or four of us uh, that, that, that got the exclusive with Marcus and uh, I got up about next to two minutes with Marcus after the cameras went off so again check that out on a uh, one-on-one with Joe Sway as a part of the uh, patreon.com slash causeway platform and uh from, by subscribing, you've already entered our free jersey giveaway. The raffle of uh, any Celtics jersey you want, man. We'll even get you Porzingis if you want. Nah,
1: man. You get miss, it. You're
2: missing. You're missing Marcus. We'll
1: get it, smart. Marcus. There you, you want, go. Man. There you any go.
2: freaking jersey you
1: want. Hell yeah. Yeah, motherfucker.
3: Uh, yeah. Sway, did you tell him how devastated I was? Yeah, a little bit. We talked about it on the show. All
5: right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good.
2: So Good. uh just 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 so you can give give everyone a, a, a an idea of where you rank Marcus, where where would you rank Marcus? Uh, let's just let's cut it down to the last ten years your favorite Celtics players. Oh yeah, Favorite
3: Celtics players.
2: So post Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett era? Yeah, man. Right. You no know, crowd is up there. I mean at Jay's definitely in the top five, I had to guess, but
3: Yeah, but I think I think you you're gonna have to go. I think it's Tatum then
2: Smart, bro. I was thinking Marcus Tatum. Wow, that's what I had in my mind. I thought you're gonna be like, you know what, bro? I'd go Marcus and then Tatum. All right. I'd I'd be I'd be
3: those are the top two. I mean, it's definitely third. Okay. I mean, I've if I it's just hard for me to say not Tatum because I was I was one of the first people to say that Tatum. I was gonna be a top five guy, and I remember I got laughed out of a barbershop one time. Are you serious? Yeah, man. Fucking, I, I vividly remember the fine lines. In, you in to go back to that barbershop and talk shit. No, I just haven't gone back. And then I was like, I've, I've thought of, I pulled into the parking lot one time, I was like, actually, they sorta of gave me a shitty haircut, so I don't think it's worth it. So I can go back in. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, right when I moved to Brockton, I was trying to find a fucking haircut. And I was like, no, nah, man, Tatum's going to be a top five guy to then. Uh, give it five years. Yeah, fucking got laughed at. Mark. But, uh. Oh, wait, was this in Norwood? No, this is a, a Brockton. Brockton. Ah, oh, okay, okay. But, yeah, man, I have the Marcus Smart jersey. When I bought that Marcus Smart jersey, I said I'm never buying another jersey. I think Marcus Smart's number should be in the fucking rafters. I do. Jesus. I believe it. Uh. And. Yeah, that so you can tell you could yeah you can tell where he ranks for me, man. You know the
1: la- the last thing I'll say about about this about Marcus is like I'm I'm getting eulogized right now. I feel like I <laughs> know. I feel like uh out of his whole tenure here, only the only the last two seasons he was given the opportunity to to be. The point guard, which
2: who, who we all thought, him to be?
1: which we thought, like, that was going to happen the soon, the moment he got drafted. It was like, okay, yeah. Rondo's days are numbered. You know, uh, many people, including myself, uh, bought in after a, a, a few seasons. Like, Okay. This dude, like, he under, he understood the assignment of how to be a Celtic, right? So the Celtics had plenty of opportunities and chances to win a championship or to win a championship with Marcus Smart on the roster. So. That's how I'm. I'm looking at it to make myself feel better, I guess. But that's where that's where I'm at. Nah, when it comes man, to Marcus.
2: Nah, man, Brad I man. It and Brown you couldn't get it done, man. Like, like if I'm Marcus and like four or five years from now it's a joke or whatever, playfully joking around, would be like, you know, um, that's the reason they trading, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, to get, yeah. It's cool. They had to get something to help you guys, And they were like, man, these two just can't cut it. Like, I would bust the balls with that all the time about like Marcus. But <laughs> that's beside the point. But I mean, at the end of the day. Brad was like, this team isn't good enough, you know? And, and, uh, um, you gotta, you gotta credit him for making that tough decision now. The thing built up in space, everyone, I know. The, the, the criticism will be, will be warranted. I mean, he, he brought it on himself, but it's a risk, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I
1: don't have
3: risk. to give him shit for trading Marcus Smart. I have to give him nothing. Man, I mean, I, I wish, mean,
1: but like, but like, I
2: somehow we could, we could play out the, the, uh, uh, an alternative future, man. Because you know man. damn well, I'd be like, man, they're really gonna just bring this team back, and you guys would be like, yeah, man, like, come on, you know, there's only one more year, one more try, and like, nah, no, bro, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be as confident as I am now, man. You know, sometimes change just brings out the best out of everyone. And I'm hoping that's the case with these guys.
3: Yo, man, the fact that Brad Stevens couldn't just be like, listen, Washington, just sign him to the <laughs> fucking contract, okay? I'll fucking trade for him. But just let me figure this Bronckton situation out. Or, I don't know, how about, how about Brad Stevens? How about you fucking plan in advance, not the day of the fucking day, de- the deadline you fucking make yeah. a deal?
1: Maybe
3: you could have done it seven days earlier and you fucking had the deal done and brought in a doc. Yo, no,
1: no cause you know what, no, you no, know, you know what it, you know what it was, uh, Sean? Cause I re- I remember this, like clearly. Like, he had had reportedly opted in already. And then all of a sudden, like the next day or two days later, Bradley Beal gets traded. And then now it's like, Oh wow, Washington's really blowing everything up now. So Brad hopped on that. Like, Oh shit. Like they're going to blow up that team. So like, let's get Porzingis. That's, that's, that's how I look at it. I think, I think like it just, if, if Bradley, if Bradley Beal had gotten traded earlier in the offseason, then, then maybe we're talking Brogdon with the Clippers right now and not, and not Marcus with the Grizzlies.
3: I'll just put it this way: I don't think we've ever had an extended cut this long and debated. After, uh, in case you missed it, that's how much Marcus Smart means to the Celtics, man. That's how much he means, man. You know?
1: I mean means nine years, bro. Like, what other what other player could say that they played with like something like all star point guards during their tenure on one team? Like,
3: who's the longest tenured Celtic now? Uh, Jalen Brown.
1: Uh, Jalen Brown, Brown. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. 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 Don't even make no he sense. Which man in
1: the NBA. Maybe. I guess you
3: could say you could say yeah. Al Horford, but he left, so you
2: know? Yeah.
1: You know, when the when the 76ers tampered with that, I remember. Philly really
2: fucked that up.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they tampered they tampered big time on that fucking Philly. Uh, Whatever. No,
3: we should just have an anti Philadelphia Seventy Sixers podcast <laughs> hit up Anna, bro. It'd be fun. That would We're be We're just gonna freaking... shit on every oh, hit up Anna. We're gonna shit on everything Philly and just go. At least 45 minutes of just shitting on everything they've it's done. So those just two fans are
1: Or if his mentions, man. It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. They stay in there. They stay in there. We're going to get her out here soon. Yeah.
2: All
1: ah, right. Yeah. All right. I guess until next time.
2: Then we're pulling out for the homie Marcus. 3-6, <laughs> <Three, six, laughs> baby. 3-6. We'll, well, we'll be back here next week, man. This a friendly episode of Congress. Thank you. Peace.
0: When I got to Boston, you know, I was a a nineteen um, year old kid from from Dallas, Texas, and uh, you know, it was a cultural shock. It was a uh, you know social shock. It was a shock to my whole life. Never been to the East Coast or anything like that, so it was, it was all weird to me. Um, but I grew up, you know i met I met some very wonderful people throughout uh, my time there and my experiences. You know, while in Boston, I lost my mom. Um, you know, I've, I've been through some stuff, and it's all been in Boston, and Boston's my second home. So. Uh, it's been tough, you know, and uh, they're always going to have a place in, in my heart and everything I accomplished, you know, um, I left everything I had uh, wearing that jersey out on that court. Although we didn't win, you know, the championship in, in that big, uh, the big scheme of things, um, I, I don't consider my time there a failure. You know, I helped rebuild that team at the time uh, when I came in and, you know, um, I left it better in, in that sense. So. Um, I'm very ecstatic with my time there, but like I said, I'm excited for the
5: future and what it holds for me.